Welcome to our podcast. Today we will go over topics concerning school safety in a couple different forms. You will hear interviews with real teachers and students with their opinions on the matter and we will go in depth with those topics. Act 1. We are all probably familiar with the term school shooter. If you have been in the United States educational system, then you have been trained since kindergarten to lock the door and hide. It's crazy to think that like, something like this can happen, but the sad news is that it does. Washington Post said that since the year 2000, there's been 130 school shootings in elementary, middle, and high school combined, and that's not even including college. School should feel safe. It's a place to get to know friends, hang out, learn, and have fun. But there are students out there that can feel scared about not feeling safe. It's understandable to feel like that because school shootings leave a massive impact on the people, the community, and the nation. For example, the recent tragedy of the Parkland shooting left all those kids emotionally stuck and forever deeply saddened. The community is devastated that someone can do that, and outreach programs are there to help. And the nation comes together for the victims, but there's also conflict because people have different values and beliefs on how to prevent one via gun control and safety. The whole thing is just so sad, and it's crazy that we all have a drill system implemented in the American school system to combat this. So the main underlying question is how could South Oldham High School become safer? I think that beyond drastic measures such as metal detectors or body and bag searches when you went through the school, I don't know if there is a way to make South safer in terms of a school shooting event. It's terrible to say, but if someone really wanted to commit a violent act against a large quantity of students here, there isn't much in the way of stopping them. However, there isn't much we can do to stop them. I feel like the most realistic option would be a metal detector variation, one that only scans for, one that only scans for weapons though, because students may have metal on their clothes or bags. This way would be alerted straight away if a weapon enters the school. I don't see an issue with this resolution, but I'm pretty sure it's not possible yet because if it was, the majority of schools would have it. That being said, I feel like we live in a safe community here at South, so is there, there is a slim to no, there is slim to no chance of a school shooting happening. Act two. School shooter and lockdown drills are something we've all experienced. The goal of the drill is to simply prepare us for an event where there is an active threat in the school or on campus. Over 228,000 students have experienced gun violence at school since April 20th, 1999, the date of the Columbine High School massacre. This is an astonishing number and also shows us how important these drills are. These drills have become more applicable, sadly, since the shooting at Columbine and are impacting more children than ever before. These numbers beg to ask the question of how effective school shooting and lockdown drills are. While a common re response to this question would be, well, how could prepping them for the worst be a bad thing? We're only trying to keep them safe. There are conflicting points of view. Joy Levinson, a clinical psychologist, disagrees with active shooter drills, stating, it causes school to feel unsafe, like a place we can't learn. That's what schools are for. The quote is backed up by the traumatic experience of a three-year-old from Arizona. The active shooter drills shook the child so much that he refused to go anywhere alone, including his own bedroom. Another drastic way this affected him was when he heard celebratory fireworks after a touchdown. He turned to his dad, panicking, crying, saying, active shooter. 
While this is an awful case of the effects of active shooter drills, I don't think this means we should get rid of them altogether. In this case, I feel like starting active shooter drills at age 3 is way too early. At age 3, you've yet to enter elementary school, so how do we expect them to react to active shooter drills? I think that at this age, children are simply not developed enough to undergo a drill like this. I feel like elementary school is a good time to start with these drills because that's the time that I had to start them, and I never had an extreme reaction, like the case of the three-year-old. Another reason I feel the drills were good for me is because I was never exposed to any trauma. By this, I mean our school never used fake blood, fake bullets, or fake shooters. I personally don't see the advantage in using these tactics, as it's only going to scare the students even more, because there's nothing they can do, and all that's going through their mind is that their friends are being murdered right now, and they can't do anything about it. I agree that starting that young is just too dramatic and extreme. I mean, those kids are just too young. Three years old, main concern should be what toy to play with, not whether or not that their school is a safe environment. Southland High School does a good job with the drills that they do, and I personally feel very safe in this building because the drills are casual but productive at the same time. I think the secret is that you have to find that sweet spot between safety and concern. Like, honestly, it's so sad to think that the schools are using fake blood and fake bullets to train, quote-unquote, their students what to do when really all they're doing is just making them scared of the real world. I also agree that the shooting drills are not necessarily bad because the intent is for a good cause but it can turn out negatively to the way students feel about the drills. I say this because school should not be a place where we are afraid of something horrible to happen or have to take precaution about the possible case where an active shooter is on campus. When this happens, we may associate school with negative feelings as opposed to viewing it as a safe place to learn. The whole story about the three-year-old reveals how horrible these drills can have on the children in school. I agree that kids who aren't even in elementary school should not be involved with any sort of drills whatsoever because of the lasting effect it would cause. Though you can run the small risk of a shooter actually happening on campus, what would you do with that situation? If the kids haven't been prepared, then the outcome could end up worse than if they had practice. Overall, though, I agree with the standpoint on each case you brought up. Do you think the lockdown drills we do at, here at South are effective? Um, I think they're effective in certain situations. So we usually only practice it um, during class, which is important. But I think we need to practice them um, when we're doing hall breaks, when kids are out everywhere in the morning, um, maybe during lunches, so that we have a broader opportunity to practice wherever kids might be. Um, usually when I talk to my students, they are concerned. What am I supposed to do if I'm at lunch? Because we, we don't practice that. So I do think that they are effective for procedures when everybody is in a classroom. But that is probably not going to be the case if this ever goes down, right? Because the shooter is going to be looking for a target-rich environment when there are a bunch of kids in a small location. That's going to be between classes. That's going to be at lunch. That's going to be before school. We need to practice for that possibility. So what would you change about lockdown drills? I'd have more of them. Um, I think we need to practice them like um, fire drills because state law, or I'm not sure if it's state or federal law, mandates that we practice fire drills at least once a month. I think we should have at least one lockdown drill a month um, because if it ever happens, God forbid, people are going to panic. And you can't think you can't plan when you panic. They have to already know what they're supposed to do and just do it if it happens. And we aren't practicing enough to make that automatic. Thank you for your time. You are so welcome. How many minutes do we do you think the lockdown drills we do here at South are effective? Absolutely. Um, it's kind of relative to like sports and 
you know, when you practice, you know, you practice just to get better at something. And, you know, I think the reason we practice lockdown drills is so in the event you do have to go into a lockdown for whatever the situation is, um, people are prepared. Um, people know what the expectations are. People know what to do. Um, people aren't in like full-fledged panic mode. Um, and, you know, everybody stays calm and can perform, you know, just like you would, you know, if you were practicing to play a big game, you know, kind of the theory still stands. What would you change about the lockdown drills we do? Nothing. I think they're great. I think the kids give good effort, and that's what matters. Thank you for your time. All right, thank you. Do you think the lockdown drills we do here at South are effective? Uh, I think they are pretty effective just because they get everybody in the right place and everyone knows where they need to be at what point. All right. What would you change about the lockdown drills here at South? Uh, I think we should probably practice them more often. We don't do them very often. And sometimes, like, when they're soft lockdowns, it's not really practicing. It's just sitting in the classroom. So I think they should do, like, the full drills more often. Okay, and then about bullying. Have you seen any signs of bullying here at South? And if so, how often? Uh, I haven't really seen any bullying. I don't think it's a huge problem at South. I'm sure it does happen, but I haven't seen it just through everyday life. And then what do you think can be done to stop bullying? Uh, I think teachers just need to be more aware about it. And everyone should just watch out for everybody. Do you think the lockdown drills we do here at South are effective? I think they're somewhat effective in giving um, a decent simulation of what we need to do, but I don't think that they are real enough to really do anything super effective. Like, if I don't think we'd be prepared based on our drills for if an intruder actually made it in the school. I just wonder what the situation would be like and if there's any way that we could simulate that better. So what would you change about lockdown drills? Uh, I would probably make them at random times. I wouldn't have them planned. I wouldn't have the announcements go off. Or I would make the announcement different, like you have a certain amount of time, like they're in the building or which hallway they're in or something like that, just to change it up, see how we react. Alright, and then for bullying, have you ever seen any signs of bullying here at South, and if so, how often? Um, personally, I haven't seen what I would say bullying. I haven't seen more than just friends joking around with friends. Um, I think as a school overall, we don't have that much bullying, and I think that's what we should take pride in. Uh, so what do you think can be done to help stop bullying here at South? Um, maybe just... If you see it, you need to report it. If you're experiencing it, you need to report it or tell a trusted adult. Uh, maybe have outlets for people to go to um, so they feel safer. Yeah. Act 3. There are many stereotypes that come along with high school, and among these is bullying. In every school, some type of bullying occurs against fellow students or peers. It is a sad reality to face. Kids bully other kids, and it makes them feel better about themselves doing so. According to the National Center for Educational Statistics, roughly 20% of students ages 12 to 8 report being bullied at one point during the school year. Further, 33% of students who claim they have been bullied also report that they have been bullied once or twice a month during the entire school year. Students who, face, students who have been bullied face a risk of grades plummeting as well as a huge concentration failure because they are too occupied with their safety rather than their classes. 
To clarify, I'm not saying the kids who are bullied completely lose focus, but it's another thing they must stress about. In another study from the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia Research Institute, the power of a bully has many advantages, not only physically, but socially. By this, I mean social status and the influence of students. Further, in this article, it says that roughly 90% of kids who have witnessed bullying are very disturbed by it. The conflict here is that people are sometimes too afraid to admit they've been bullied or have seen bullying because they want to keep a good reputation amongst their peers. I don't think this is the case here at South. South has, for the most part, a good all-around environment. This can not only be credited to the students, but the staff here as well, who has influence on the atmosphere from a day-to-day -day basis. I agree that South has a good environment in terms of bullying because there is minimal in-school bullying that I know of. The, atmos the atmosphere around South is a very positive one compared to places where bullying might be more common. Bullying here at, at South is dealt with swiftly, I think, so even in the rare cases of bullying happening, it is not prolonged, so South does a good job of keeping a clamp on bullying. The only thing that the school can't account for 100% necessarily would be cyberbullying, but even then, I don't even... Uh, I'm not sure that that goes on frequently here at South either way. To add on to like what Ben is saying, like South Oldham is like a good community and everyone around here is nice and caring towards each other. So I don't think that there is a big problem towards bullying, but it's probably out there somewhere and it's best to know like what to do in case something does happen. So like the best, you know, solution can happen. So overall, many people feel that South does a good job in making sure its students and staff feel safe and welcome here. Have you ever seen any signs of bullying here at South, and if so, how often? Um, I haven't seen any personally, but I'm sure there are some around South, yes. Okay, what do you think can be done to help stop those being bullied? Um... Well, I think just maybe having awareness of what bullying actually is and have accounts of how it affects people and show them how it affects people more than what they see and maybe it would tell the bullies to stop. Thank you. Perfect. Have you ever seen any signs of bullying here at South? And if so, how often? No, I've never seen any signs of bullying at South. Okay. What do you think can be done to help stop bullying? Um, you could, like, meet with your guidance counselor or, like, make the right friends and stay away from, like, the wrong group of people. Okay, thank you. And how do you feel about cyberbullying and what do you think can be done from stopping that? Um, I don't think you should do it. And, um, a way to stop it would be, like, stay off social media and stuff. Okay, thank you. Do you believe in cyberbullying here at South? And if so, what would your steps be to resolve the issue? I do believe it's an issue. I would take steps to have uh, more, more uh, security online, more people watching what's going on. So you said that you did believe that there was cyberbullying here at South. What are some examples that you've seen? Uh, you know, Instagram, people just dissing, dissing pictures, and uh, on Snapchat, people uh, on the YOLO thing, people sending people. Okay, so 
what would some steps be to resolve that? Like, I know that you said that there should be, like, more monitoring and stuff, but do you think that, like, people should just quit social media altogether if they are getting bullied? No. Not at all. 